You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast right here at Soonerscoop.com uh, and everywhere that you listen to podcasts and the entire crew is back once again. I don't know about you guys, but it was a very odd weekend last weekend, just not having a football game to talk about or cover. Uh, or I, watching football teams that hey they 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 know what they're doing. Some of them, <laughs> not the one in L.A., but some of them. Uh, no, but it, I mean, yeah, it, it's good to get that all behind us. We know now that uh, the Sooners are headed to the Cheese It Bowl, the happiest place on earth, Orlando, Florida. Um, thoughts. Happy? There will be a game on December 29th. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to go very We're well. We're paying for a whole lot of money to go, and nobody gives a shit. Well, the thing about it is... Best is player opting out. It's a really good opportunity for Oklahoma, but I think Florida State's pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, they finished 13th in the college football playoff. Yeah. Yeah. With five straight wins, scoring at least 38 points in all five of those games. Jordan Travis announcing he's coming back for 2023. This is like their springboard where OU, I mean, they've just been teeter-tottering the entire season. No Eric Gray, no Anton Harrison. How How is this going to work? I mean, the the biggest issue is that offensive line and not having Eric Gray. Like, you know, Javante Barnes, is the offense going to stall out? It's all on Dylan Gabriel's hands, you know, to move that offense. Like, it's just, it's not a good setup. I will say. I did not force Eddie to go to this last time they had the Walmart sweatpants bowl. It's my first time down in Orlando. You get to go to the Rosen. You get to go to the Rosen. What's that? The hotel. Oh. Let's see if it's better eight uh, eight years later. They apparently have a hospitality room there now. They didn't then. (laughs) No, they didn't. Let's see about that. I mean, they didn't even have media then. I mean, like, apparently we have some of that, so that's good, but... No, I mean, we think. Look, oh, but you weren't there. But the last time OU played in this game, they got their heads kicked in forty to six by Brent Venables' sure. defense. And then they would turn around, and went to the college football playoff the next year. They yeah. fired Josh Heupel. They brought in Lincoln Riley. Um, just said so that Jackson name. Arnold just needs to come to the yeah, game. If Jackson Arnold is and he Baker? dance and dance, yeah. dance yep. in front of everybody, go viral right. for that, and right. then everything will be okay. But I also, you know, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see where this thing is at. Uh, here for the next couple of weeks. We'll see if Dylan Gabriel's still the quarterback next year. Uh, you better go out and buy his new merch or he'll probably leave. That's not the best selling point. Nobody's <laughs> going to buy anything. No, I, I was wondering that today. Like, did he do that as a test run? Like, do these people really want me here? If, you know, am I going to sell 10 grand in merch the first month? I know that we've like kind of talked about it a little bit and it's obviously out there just because I, I guess people assume that, he has to make some type of announcement. Either way, I 
I just kind of take it that he's coming back. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't think that yep. there any, well, is any announcement yeah. that he's needs to be made. He's a guy. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's not about attention, really. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think, like, there's so much that was put into the postgame comments coming out of Lubbock. I just, that's the way he is after losses. Yeah. He's not that, who is a good loser? Well, in one game, he didn't even come in after losing. Sure. He didn't even talk to them. Sure. Either, so. so, I like, I, I just kind of, I guess, operate assuming that he's coming back. And uh, he's coming in off of arguably his best game of his career in an Oklahoma uniform. So Well, and I would also say that, you know, Marvin Mims hasn't said anything either. Maybe he's just kind of doing it. Like, they prepare for the bowl game. They've got to be practicing well, with him. I mean, I mean, Mims said he played in the bowl game. Yeah. Now, I know it was fresh. Yeah. It was right right after the game. but He's a little bit different just for the fact that I think he's waiting on a draft grade. Yeah, we're waiting for a long term yeah. instead of the bowl game itself. When when do they usually get those draft grades? Isn't it between like now and the beginning of the bowl it's, game it's that right. they'll start getting it's those? It's happening now. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they'll start getting that information. Exactly, yeah. And I wouldn't, like, you know, with him and, like, Braden Willis and, you know, kind of guys that are in for the long haul here, Deshaun White, I wouldn't expect them. They're in. Like, they're yeah. playing in the bowl game. They're preparing for the bowl game, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it almost seems like, and I don't know this for a fact, but it would I would think that Brent Venables gave those guys, like, hey, we need to know by this date if you're in or out. Let's uh, let's run through it. Uh, you know, offensive line wise, you're not going to have Anton Harrison. Brent already confirmed that. Right. Uh, you're not going to have Andrew Rame because he's still coming back from surgery. That's right. Uh, and Wanye Morris. And, and you're Morris. not going to have Wanye Morris. But you know, Guyton. I thought he played really well, and I think he was even. Wasn't he even kind of singled out? You know, as ha- someone that had really high draft gra- or uh, draft uh, grade overall in uh, just throughout the season. No, in these last couple of games, I think like. Just played really well, so sure. I think he stabilizes you there. It's just, what do you do with Harrison's spot? Like, you go Sexton or or uh, Parks? Yeah, Jacob Sexton. I think you got to go people you barely seen all year. Yep. And I think Parks only played on like he ran out there for like two plays one game and then ran mm-hmm. back because yeah, Harrison they've, got they've had up. that a couple times and he uniforms type stuff. So yeah, I, I think you go Sexton. But you know what you're gonna get out of Congo at it, it, it yep. center, you know Murray, Ma- McKay. Murray, Matire. I mean um it's just yeah, I mean it might not be as bad as I made it out of my head, but that that left side's gonna be the vulnerable side, I think unless they want to move Guyton over there. I just you gotta good, bring good out luck. Sexton. Good, good luck. Maybe Jared Burst will everything. opt out. <laughs> And the you know the Wanty Morris thing was interesting because Josh, I, let's bring you in here. I mean, just the way that he announced it uh, without mentioning Bill Biedenbaugh at all. I mean, seemed a little bit like uh, there were some hard feelings there. Yeah, I, I can't help but wonder, like just the way it read. I mean, and maybe we're reading too much into that. I know I said something to you guys as soon as I read it, but why would you it, go out of your way to mention it Pruitt funny. though and not? You know, not Bill. Like, <laughs> like, and it's just like Jeremy Pruitt sent your life into chaos. Like, I, I don't know why that's a good thing. And there's all, you know, there was so much baggage and problems and leaving Tennessee for him and all that stuff. I'm like, I mean, you know, I don't know the story or the relationship between those two, but it just, the whole thing just read funny to me. I was like, I don't know. Like, it may be a deal where, like, you see these announcements where it's like, two 
it's two paragraphs, but each paragraph is like two or three sentences. Maybe that was the way to go. Like may, maybe brevity is the answer there. Like, and it was just like, I got to fill all this space. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with giving, you know, uh, some respect to, to both staffs you played for, but I don't know. It just felt weird that of all the people that would get the love, it's the guy that, you know, got Tennessee in trouble, got all those players, wait you know, a year off to start the Tennessee cheating, roster. Yeah, to start paying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, way, I, I, don't, I, mean, the, I just don't know that Josh Heupel he sent his li- He sent his life into chaos, but he also gave him a lot of money. So I'm <laughs> sure that he's very thankful he's for that. To, he's trying to keep him quiet during right. the draft process uh, so he doesn't say how much he was cheating. No, but I, like what I find funny is you have that, and then you have the other end, which is Trace Ford's announcement, which was basically, ah, well, I mean, it was I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was kind of like, uh, you know, well, shit, I'm out. It's been fascinating to watch the reactions out of Stillwater and Norman as, you know, we've gone through the first, Ooh, I guess, 48, 72 hours. Of, it is different. Yep. And, like, with Oklahoma, and I know we're talking about the bowl game and stuff, but it's just it's so much different in the fact we that— We don't need to anymore. Like, all the—well, we'll have a couple of weeks to talk about the bowl game. It just—the whole thing is going to be—it's it, been interesting to watch from afar because it seems like Oklahoma State's losing guys that— we're going to be players within the program as opposed to, uh, you know, the happenings in Norman where they're legitimately outside of Theo Weiss hasn't been a guy that you go, well, shit, that's not good. Yeah. I and mean, it, it's uncomfortable to say it like that, but it there is. just isn't anybody out there right now that it's like, well, they're going to miss him. Well, like shout out to Stoop bros. Who's got a great, you know, table on the, on the board that's pinned on the crimson corner. But like you look at his notes on everything and it is like, didn't play, didn't play, didn't play. You know, yeah. zero tackles, three tackles, you know, four snaps. I mean, like even a guy like Clayton Smith, it's still like, well, you look back at it, he played in eight games over two years and didn't regi- register a sack. Didn't register a sack in a single game. But you know, I, I didn't will even say get this. Close to a I will say this. You know, I, I, I do have concerns about the receiver position. Uh, and that's why they've made offers. Yeah. And they've made tons of offers. But like, I never saw, like, Trayvon West or Brian Darby as guys that just weren't capable of playing on this level. Like, you would see both of those guys flash. And, yeah. like, they never got much of an opportunity, and I could see them being well, frustrated. Well, one was never freed. Right. That's yeah. right. No, it, it yeah, like, those guys could be contributors, but are they going to be, like, you know, Belitnikov watch list guys even? No. Like, probably not. Well, and to me, Josh, I think that's – one of the bigger concerns, too, of, of the offseason, and I know people have expected all these coaching changes to be made and whatever, but getting a guy that is a elite recruiter and a wide receivers coach, like, to me, is the one thing in this program that I'm most concerned about. And on top of that, is there a chance that they just stay with LaDamian Washington? Like, I think we've just all assumed that stuff. Well, like, you can't make assumptions just because he's visiting guys. Sure. Because no, you've got to have sure. somebody on the road. But wouldn't they have tried to make a move? I don't know. Go ahead, Josh. I'm I'm rambling. <laughs> no, no. You're fine. And, I mean, I, I think I think there is room for that. Because I think we don't know what LaDamian Washington is. I, I think there was a feeling, and, you know, we talked about it at the time of Anthony Evans' commitment that, well, maybe this is a really positive sign for what he is a recruiter because Anthony had told me that he really liked LaDamian Washington, really had a good relationship with him when all the the Kale Gundy news came out. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, this isn't going to 
changed the way I look at Oklahoma. I, I, I like a lot of guys there, and Ladamian's one of them. Um, but yeah, what I will say, Kerry, and I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, you've got to have everybody you can out on the road. But it does feel like he's very involved with it. It doesn't feel like I'm seeing these wide receivers like tweeting out offers and there's no like Ladamian Washington's not following the guy Correct. or Ladamian Washington's not mentioning the tweet. Like it feels like he's involved in what's happening. And so I think that's a interesting sign that I, I, I you know, almost like this is I don't know, like, is it an audition maybe? Like, is there a, hey, you know, you go and help us get a Dominic Lovett from Missouri who obviously he's got a relationship with. Like, if you could help, you know, Oklahoma with some of those guys, maybe maybe it does come together. Because, I, you know, I didn't hear anything through the season that any of the players had a problem with him. Or, like, I, I never heard, like, there was any kind of, you know, discord uh, about what was happening with him in that receiver room. And I know the recruits like him. I guess what I should have asked is, is there a more realistic chance that they keep a LaDamian Washington on staff than, than us just almost going about and assuming, oh, yeah, they're making a move or they're making a change? I, I think there is. I think there's a, a, a very real chance. Um now, I, I still – it's so hard to know because there's such an easy reason for Oklahoma to not be in overdrive about their wide receiver situation because we all know, kind of like Jay Valai last year, they're willing to wait. Sure. They'll wait until January if they need to and sure. if that's what it's going to be. So it's kind of hard to gauge that because, I mean, that that's a Brent call. Like, I mean, and you know, that is one guy and his opinion and how he sees things and – I. You know, I, if you made me pick today, I still would bet it's probably Malcolm Kelly. But I, I think Ladamian Washington. I don't. I don't think he's done anything that makes you say, "Well, it can't be him." Like that, he can't be the answer. I guess the only question would be the development of the guys throughout the course of the year, because mm-hmm. we all said it. It was Mims. It was Farouk. It was Stoops. Those were the three guys that played. So is that a levy decision? Is is that now? Is that Washington not developing the Bunkley, Shelton's, and West and Darby and the, the other guys that were already on on campus? And and that's the only, that's all we have to go off of is what we've seen on Saturday. And on Saturday, we basically just saw the three receivers all the time with Theo Weiss sprinkled in every now and then. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, guy, I mean, you guys, you got to see them. You talked with them. Like that to me, I didn't feel I felt like wide receiver play was pretty solid. There were just those moments that were cat like just stretches of games that were just catastrophically bad. And I don't know, I mean, like, I don't think LaDamian Washington was suddenly teaching Marvin Mims something where oh, oh, I can't catch anymore. Like I don't know what that is. But like there were some weird anomalies that are kind of hard to explain. And I, you know, but you know what I what I will say and I know this kind of got put to bed yesterday, but you don't fix those things with a guy who's never coached receivers. Like that that I I never understood the Rashad Samples answer and I and I'm a guy I I covered Rashad like I know him I like Rashad I was there like, when he broke his that. he he hurt himself at the Nike camp I was there but uh, the the idea that a guy that spent his career coaching running backs is, is gonna fix the receiver room like I I mean it, it, like I know people say well what about Kel Gundy 
Kel Gundy's been a coach for 20 years. He, he's coached everything. He's coached in an, an elite like, recruiter. So yeah, like and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like samples in Dallas with what Oklahoma already has, Oklahoma would do some serious damage in recruiting in Dallas. Like there's no question. His relationships are, you know, I mean, unparalleled at the at the city's most talent-rich program. So you know that that's that that's unbelievable. But at the same time, like. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You think oh, that, that Malcolm Kelly, if he took the job, like I'd almost stay away from the job because you know what happens if he takes that job? He has to go in and do the freestyle rap in every home, every home in, in across America. <laughs> like that would just be exhausting after a while. He just like brings like a like a tape with him. He just got like his little VHS <laughs> and a recorder, and he just pops it in. Like here, let's just watch it and get this done. Like the uh, end one. Know. Tape uh, that and the way that and one uh, thirty for thirty was fantastic. Uh, no, but uh, I'm joking, of course. But I, you know, but I, you know, the whole thing about Ladamian Washington is like it could work. I mean, it, it could. Here's the thing with Washington is I want to see if he takes the job. I want to see him play more receivers. Like you can't go through another season just playing three guys, basically. Like. You're you're losing guys because of the way you managed your receivers during games this year. So it's nice you give them the shout out on social media. You're quote tweeting them, wishing them the best. But we need to see Jaden Gibson. Jaden Gibson needs to be playing in yes. in the bowl game. Yes. Period. Just gotta catch uh, it. I mean, guys, like was that? And I, I'm always interested in like, what are your thoughts? Like. It feels like a chicken or the egg conversation. Did the young guys not play because there weren't many big leads this season? Or was there a little, like, did did the team wear down at times because the young guys didn't play? Like, I, I, I can't ever understand how I feel about that because, there, I mean, like, guys, you look at it. People can talk about, oh, Danny Stutzman have these great stretches. Danny Stutzman played damn near every snap this year. Yeah. Like, I, you get it if by the end of the season that kid was freaking tired. He was Pat, and just beat Pat up. Field and Turner Yell from the previous years. It seemed like Exactly. It seemed like sometimes they wanted to get guys in, and then they they almost had this plan, okay, we're going to try to get these guys in, and then all of a sudden you look up and you're down 17-3. to three. And you can't necessarily just or run the you run keep them out there. Three and outs every or you, time. Or you, yeah. it just seemed like it never got going enough to where they could feel comfortable with throwing a guy in here or there. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the defense wore down a lot more than the offense. I mean, the offense wasn't out there long enough to wear out. Like, it just wasn't. I mean, yeah, the, they didn't have drives enough, were never plays even, to even get those guys were, out there. Were yeah. Short. yeah, it well, it just. It all I goes back think, to this idea that they got to find a way to slow down. Like I, I'm, I'm sick of this hurry up offense when you're not a hurry up offense. Well, just hurry up for hurry up's sake. Right. Like yep. there, there's no reason to it. Right. Right. Well, and the thing about like, you know, the way it it all played out and, and defensively, just like I think they kind of solved that players looking tired. Like yes, they they gave up a drive to West Virginia at the end. They gave up a drive to Texas Tech. 
at the end. But they didn't seem like that team that just completely fell apart in the second half against Kansas State. There was only maybe one time in like the Baylor game where everything kind of fell apart after right. you weren't able to get off the field. But the OSU game, they were great. Yeah, mm-hmm. they played well. They played well. But it, then again, it's like you look back at the times that they played well defensively, it's not against very good offenses. <laughs> yeah. Like they found ways against not very good offenses. And when they did play decently good offenses, things collapsed a little bit. And that's why I don't feel too comfortable in saying that they're going to go win a bowl game. Because I think Jordan Travis is going to have his way with some of these guys. They've done really well with mobile quarterbacks this year, Eddie. That's really been a, a sign of strength. Right. Yeah, that, that's great. It's real, real fun. By the way, speaking of the portal, uh, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be the best thing for like a guy like JT Daniels just to go somewhere and be a backup that doesn't have a backup? Like you, You've lost a starting job three times. It's been handed to you. I'd just stay in Morgantown and party. I don't like... <laughs> Give it up, dude. Go to the next Power Five. You got to hit them all. Keaton Slovis, you're right there with him. I mean, just go somewhere and be a backup. There just, are, just go in. Like, you'll be happy knowing that you don't have to win a starting job. There are some guys that it, keep entering the transfer pool. It's just like, hey, man, maybe instead of going back into the portal, you need to buy a big-ass mirror and just look at yourself because <laughs> it's obviously not them. Right. It's you. It's happened over and over and over again. Right. It's like a golfer that keeps going back and changing clubs. Maybe it's not the club. It's the operator of the club. Well, I mean, don't mess guys, with the golf industry, all right? You're screwing with their money right now. Oh, they'll be fine. You know new clubs. Change. He's got to be, be headed with Coach Prime, right? Ooh. Like, JT Daniels Ooh. looks like a guy that could enjoy some of the... The finer things, things of bite, a boulder? A boulder. There you go. Yes. JT Daniels looks like a guy that could absolutely just be an everyday student in Boulder, like 100%. Yeah. And he gets, I mean, like, think about the book that dude could write, like from his USC time to Georgia to West Virginia, and then to end it with Coach Prime. Like that, that dude, I don't even know if he's literate, but he could write a book (laughs) I want to. The fun thing is if it does end there uh, and he sucks, Dion might kill him. So that like that would be the perfect ending. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, so he's he's a graduate transfer. Do they just not have a rule anymore where like your your last sixty hours has to be at the school you graduate from? They did when I was in school. What do you mean? Yeah, like I'm, if because I like I played university. baseball in JUCO, mm-hmm. and then I like I would go to Cameron in the summer and get some credits there. But then you know. I was at OSU for a year, and then I was at OSU. But oh, like, you're saying, like, does the school. Like, yeah, I mean, I had, like, all these credits toward my degree, but you had to get a certain amount. At that school at the, that you graduated. school that you're graduating from. I have no idea. Like, I don't know if that, I mean, how, how does JT Daniels, I mean, he had, like, like. where would he technically graduate from? Yeah, yeah. like, what, yeah. Or what, what major does he need to pick did he, did to he, try to find another <laughs> school? What if it turns out, like, he graduated from USC because most of his hours came from there or something? I That'd mean, be fun. But you can't. Take I know a social media team that would probably put him on a poster if they from could. another, like to finish it up. I didn't get that at all. To go back and listen. No, but I. It's just like it, that's the university part of it. Kind of. There's a lot of things about all this stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think the main thing is, yes, it's a you problem. It's not a. It's not a 
a school problem. I think you transferred four times. You know, the other thing about the transfer portal that's been interesting here is even like a Texas A&M or a, you know, Oklahoma State, they have a bunch of guys that have been in. Uh, OU's kind of in the same boat. There are a lot of names, and I'm just like, I don't know who that is. I don't know yeah. what position he plays. Like, I don't know I'm, what year he is. Like it's it's obviously for a bunch of guys that are trying to move around. You're gonna have your big names like you know DJ coming out of Clemson. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Haynes King. That's obviously a big one. But it was expected, wasn't it? Some of these guys. Yeah, just there's a lot of quarterbacks field. like Drew, like Drew Pine, like like yeah. I. But for the most part, I would say like. 70% of the transfer portal guys are just guys that I don't know what they're looking for. You're not I gonna mean, right you're now, not going to find a new place to play. Right now, OU is number one in the rivals transfer portal rankings. I mean, because they got one guy. Like <laughs> there's not it's not like everybody's, you know, so much was made last year when Lincoln Riley got Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison and then Mario Williams. Like right. the transfers and they were like, Oh, you can build your team through the transfer portal. Right. You really can't. I mean, there's not enough good people. Like, and let's be fair, Lincoln Riley basically got Jordan Addison through free agency. It wasn't really the portal. Sure. It very not normally are you gonna find a Bolitnikov winner looking to change places. Right. It's it doesn't happen. And it you know, obviously he was losing a guy that, you know, ended up being the runner up of the Heisman trophy, you know, obviously starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers now. But like I'm just looking through like all the names of these guys that are in the transfer portal right now. Now that we've seen Davis Bevel, maybe he didn't Maybe we have a little PTSD from uh, transfer portal uh, quarterbacks. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying maybe it wasn't such a if, – if he thought he still had Davis Bevel as quarterback, he might have – Like the, the, the Jake Smith kid Sorry. entered yesterday from uh, USC. I completely forgot about him. That he I, left I Texas. He was, I didn't he was like know. a good player coming out. He was like a top 50 player. And there are good school. players. I'm not saying that there aren't good players in the portal. You're gonna, there's going to be guys that are going to find homes that are going to contribute places – but for the most part, like outside of, you know, maybe like a Jacob Lacey that's coming in to Norman and that you hope contributes next year. Like the names that know. resonate through the first three days are from lower schools that are making the jump up. Sure. Not, now that's not, a different story. Right. Not power five. Right. Oh, yeah. this guy's going to leave and he's going to he's going to be awesome. I mean, because like everybody was jumping on those uh, Ivy League offensive linemen when they were coming. They were like the first guys to say they were leaving. But yeah, you're right. It's like, look at the portal for OU last year. Like we all thought, oh, well, Jeffrey Johnson's going to be a great fit at Oklahoma. And he was just OK. Yeah. I mean. And there's really there's, who would no one would have said, oh, CJ Colden's the guy who's going to be the best guy out of the portal. Yep. Sure. There, and there's going to be guys that are still out there, you know, like maybe Oklahoma gets on a Miles Slusher or somebody like that. Like the uh, McCulloch kid, who I'm sure we're going to talk about, could come in and be a difference maker. He could come in and probably, you know, be a big contributor on Oklahoma's defense in 2023. But And the four playoff teams. Sure. You never know what's, what's going to happen. Sure. Now. It just, I don't know. It's. I guess I've been overwhelmed by the amount of players, who was the but linebacker? underwhelmed by the... How good some of these guys yeah, are. Yeah, for sure. Who was the linebacker from a small... He was a group of five guy that went in the portal yesterday. It was like from like... Coastal Wyoming or Carolina something. guy? The Joe, 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 Josiah Stewart or something? Like, he's blowing up. Yeah. I mean, there were... I just knew there there's was a, a There's a couple names, yeah, that are going to... 
and take off, and that when OU offers, oh no, it was a Louisiana Tech kid, wasn't it? Like a linebacker that was like all AC, you know, all AAC. Or oh whatever. yeah, yeah, the uh, I forget his name. I, Max was tweeting about him though, because uh, we were here when that happened. Okay. Anyway, but I mean, Josh, let's just let's just throw it to you. I mean, what are you hearing on the portal? OU's interest. You know where they might be interested in, where they definitely are interested in. Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of touched on it earlier with with the wide receivers. I mean, obviously that's when where Oklahoma's been the most active. And you know, so like we publicly know Dante Cephas, uh, the you know that that OU fans got to see last uh, or this season from Kent State, the wide receiver, um, really you know impressive guy like just just has a a lot he was a guy that i mentioned when going over their tape it's a guy that i thought brought something to the table uh dorian singer from arizona former walk-on really kind of an interesting story uh picked up you know his scholarship from arizona after his first year and really just a a guy with incredible hands like that's what i noticed when i watch his tape like he catches everything uh and then Ra Ra thomas the uh the wide receiver from mississippi state very productive guy and i think that's what you see in all three of these guys this isn't like and i think that's what this staff is aiming for is not the because i've seen people get mad like oh you's not in on this former five-star guy right and it's like christian Leary, that guy hasn't done example. anything yep yeah exactly. yeah yeah i mean I, and it's a kid I liked a lot in high school, so I'm, you know, I'll, I'll own that. But like Tunmiche Adelier, like he hasn't done anything at Texas A&M, and people are like, "What is OU doing? Why aren't they on him?" I, I mean, I, like I get it. Like if you want to, if you really felt strongly and you want to take a gamble, and like we feel like that guy was really good. Okay, great, that's fine. But it's not like it's not understandable why you're not taking those changes. So. What I'm trying to get at, though, is all three of these guys have been highly productive. And you throw in Dominic Lovett um, from Missouri, who I have every reason to believe has an Oklahoma offer, but he's not really tweeting it and being active, so it's a little harder to gauge. Um, but I would be very surprised if he doesn't have an, uh, an opportunity from Oklahoma. Uh, another guy is Dante Thornton, the wide receiver from Oregon, that I know has excited a lot of people, kind of kind of had a nice end to the season after Oregon went through some injury stuff. So um, he's a, a big guy, 6'5", 200. Very reminiscent of the guy OU's about to see in the Cheez-It Bowl, uh, Johnny Wilson, big, long receiver from Oregon with, you know, with some ability to go up over the top. So those are the, you know, kind of, I think that's the position where you've seen the most fireworks. The guy that intrigues me the most, I mean, it's Desan McCullough, the, the kid from Indiana. That's a guy... You know, kind of an edge outside linebacker. That's cheetah, cheetah right? Type of yeah, guy. Mm-hmm. yeah. That that's where I would guess he ends up. Um, but this is a guy, and and Bob Eddy. I don't even know if you remember it. We saw him. We at saw, that he camp. was a safety. Yep. Yep. And and he, he was, was tremendous. Like a, yeah, he was like a six four hundred ninety pound safety. <laughs> I was like that kid doesn't know it yet, but he's a linebacker. You know, like yep. And and it wasn't like oh he can't move. It's just like he's going to be two hundred and thirty five pounds in his sleep. Like he is a massive human being and his little brother at the time I think was uh going into his freshman year because I think this uh, a day was just going into his freshman year and Desan was going to be a sophomore or something because they were super young they at that were point. that yep. was that summer of 2020 so I mean like there was a lot of time uh left for both those guys to kind of develop but um 
Oklahoma has a good relationship there. Uh, their their father, Dalen, that's the uh, the coach at Notre Dame, I believe running backs, if I'm not mistaken, yes. uh, is uh, is friends with Jay Vali. So there is From some, their time, there, time together with the, with the Chiefs. And, and, guys, I can't help but wonder, like, it feels a little like OU was playing chess while some other people were playing checkers here because there's a – Things have fallen incredibly interestingly here. So they go after Day, I believe it's how you say that. I think that's right. Um, And offer him like six weeks ago, kind of out of nowhere. And you're like, huh, that's kind of an interesting offer because, you know, he's committed to Cincinnati. Kid lives in the north. His family's up in South Bend. Like it it makes a lot of sense that he he would stick with Cincinnati and Luke Fickle. Well, then Luke Fickle randomly takes the Wisconsin job. Okay, and now you've got this situation where his brother has gone into the portal, which isn't overly surprising. Indiana obviously had a really tough year, and his, you know, he went there originally to play for his dad or play with his dad, you know, whatever. So it just, I'm like, man, did they, did they kind of see this falling? Like, were they watching the dominoes a little bit here? Because they seem like they're in prime position to get both the McCullough brothers, and I mean, those are. Those are Desan, like I said, I mean, was one of the better freshman defenders in the country this year. And Day is a guy that's 6'2, 220 and can move. Like, I mean, you can find a way to use that, too. Like, I don't know what he's going to be just yet, but there's a lot of talent there. For you to be able to reel those guys in late is uh, is a potentially really impressive win. Is that almost, uh, and, and like, as you're explaining that, I'm kind of thinking to myself, does that explain more maybe like a Jordan Mukes entrance into the portal where they were like, we need to open up a spot back here. Well, why don't you go look somewhere else? Cause we have somebody else coming in. Yeah. Maybe they, you yeah. know, yeah. Gave Jordan a shot throughout the season yeah. on scout team and stuff to see if he can learn it. Like, well, it'd still be a process, but we know this kid could, if we brought him in now. And it's almost a two for one. Like, of course, you're going to bring that kid in if you can get the brother as well, because he could give you immediate help. And there was some talk from Choctaw folks like, oh, he's not a he doesn't fit the system. And I'm like, he feels like a tailor made cheetah to me like that. Mm-hmm. That feels like that's exactly what it's supposed to look like. And I mean, you know, again, you don't know what practice looks like and, you know, whatever the reasoning may be. Um, but Jordan's a talented guy. Like I, I'm kind of interested to see where he falls and kind of what the, you know, what the temperature is for him around college football, because guys that are big and fast and can run, I mean, are big, big and fast. I, that's, that's twice, but whatever, uh, big and can run. Um, you feel like there's a home for those guys, especially coming out of a program like Oklahoma's. So, um, but yeah, what, one of the ones that's interesting to me is Caleb Banks, the kid from Louisville that picked up an offer late last night, yep. like six, seven, three hundred pounds. I like got a basketball background. Um, I I think he is very interesting. And then you, I mean, you look at they've already had some success with a guy like Kanai Walker coming out of the same program. You know, it, it's almost like okay, we kind of like whatever Scott Satterfield was finding, we, we kind of see some quality there. So I, I think that's going to be an interesting one to follow. Um, he's one I've reached out to have not heard back from yet. Just kind of waiting to get a little bit more information from him, but you know, and the only other defensive line offer they've made so far is the Braden Fisk kid from uh, Western Michigan that um, kind of a, 
a, a very different type that has played a lot of football, like 150 tackles in his career, that kind of stuff. And I, and I, Kerry already did it, but I do want to shout out Stoops Bros on the board. His little reference table is incredible. Like it, it saves me so, like I can streamline a lot of the stuff I do as I'm trying to collect information from the guys. I'm like, okay, we, we know this has happened. And, you know, that, that is a, underappreciated part of the board sometimes is, is somebody like Stoops Bros that brings a lot of great information. So That's okay. Some uh, of your paychecks go into him this month anyway. So that hey, you know, that that's that that's all right. It probably deserved. So uh but yeah, so I mean like I said, th- there are I think at this point three, six, like n- uh, nine to ten offers. Like I said, I'm pretty right. sure Dominic Lovett has one, but I don't know that for fact. So I don't want to report that as a hundred percent. But there I mean it's it'll double in time, like because I mean I I think a guy that I would really keep an eye on is a Johnny Cornelius kid from Rhode Island, the big offensive lineman that everybody's excited about. Uh, watching him on tape, you're like, yeah, that's an NFL guy. Like I don't know how the hell you ended up at Rhode Island, kid, but like that that's one of those guys, kind of like Jared Verse last year, where everybody knew, like I don't care what school he's coming from, he's special. I think I know how I want to pay off uh, Stoops Bros. Stoops Bros, get in touch with me. And uh, I'll, I'll send you a, a big old pack of prime shrimp. How about that? Because uh, they got a new flavor. Josh's mouth is watering because he knows his is on the way today. Uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans-style barbecue. They've just released it. Uh, it's been, like, in development for, like, I think a year, Davis told me. Uh, just crazy. And I can't wait to try it because I, I love barbecue shrimp, too. Um, but, look, it's, it's no thaw, no mess, no fuss. Uh, Restaurant-quality food. You get uh, you can order all kinds of different packs, uh, or just order them individually if you want to get the new uh, barbecue, sh- New Orleans barbecue shrimp. Uh, but also the the garlic herb butters out there. If you if you like the New Orleans flavors, you can go with the signature seasoned or or the Louisiana shrimp boil. Uh, they got the lemon and cracked pepper as well, which is really good. Uh, so go check them out. PrimeShrimp.com. P R I M E Shrimp.com. No affiliation with Deion Sanders uh, or Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, but uh, put in that code Sooner Scoop and you'll get twenty dollars off your first order. So uh, yeah, you can get that uh, that first order and get yourself twenty bucks off and try the New Orleans style uh, barbecue shrimp. So PrimeShrimp.com, uh, great partners, great uh, sponsors of the show. Uh, go out and support them; they support us. So, T- Tyler Grubbs was the name of the Louisiana Tech okay. linebacker that okay. we were thinking of. I earlier. love that name. So. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in the middle of all this, Josh, then you have recruiting. And, and like you said, you, you've got guys that are transfer portal guys visiting this weekend, uh, regular recruits. Uh, it's, I mean, I know they had the lights on last night late. I think they're probably going through some stuff. One, night, one name that we didn't mention in the transfer portal uh-huh. segment, Austin Stogner. Austin Stogner. Yes, Austin Stogner. Oh, yes. I think, I think it's, I don't want to say official, but I would be slightly surprised if there's not a reunion there, which... I can't think of a guy that left a school, went to somewhere else, and then went back to a school through the transfer portal. I don't know if that's ever happened yet. The uh, let's see, there was who was it? The uh, the, uh, the quarterback at Cincinnati, the uh, Bryant kid, um, left, went to somewhere small, basically played a year, got his feet under him, and then transferred back to Cincinnati once. Um, uh, oh, the kid Desmond Ritter left last year and then was the starter this year. Uh, and I can't remember where he went for that one year in between. Like, I want to say it was Mac and then came back. But like 
I, there's nobody like Stogner that left a starting role, went somewhere else, played, and was successful, and then came back and is you know figures to be a part of things immediately once he returns. Sure, that's just the way it's going to work now too. You know, there's there's going to be no like bitter feeling. I don't want to bring him back. He left us. That that's not going to exist. Not when your tight well, end room is as empty as OU's is right now. Yeah, it's like recruiting, Bob. I mean, I remember when we, you know, we would talk about the whole deal with like CD Lamb and yep. how OU in the past would have gotten pissed and walked away from CD Lamb. And you know, t- to Dennis Simmons's credit, he was like, "Nope, we're going to keep recruiting that kid." And you know, they get him and they get one of the all-time best in Oklahoma. So you know, that's uh, you you can't operate like that anymore. You can't be in your feelings about this stuff because you never because. That coach doesn't know. Like he may get an opportunity to coach that kid again someday. He may end up at that school. You just never know. Everything, it's it's like sliding doors all the time. Yeah, it. I mean, that would be kind of cool if it, it played out like it did. I mean, yeah, it'd be fun. It'd also be kind of a nice little uh, feather in Oklahoma's cap. Like, hey, we had we've had people leave in the portal and go play somewhere else and come back because this place is so special. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think it's some credit due to Joe John Finley. Cause I mean, there's Correct. a lot that's changed yeah. at Oklahoma, yep. but Finley still being there clearly is a, a sign of comfort. I mean, that, that makes it easier for Austin Stodner to walk back through that door. And he's tall enough of where Dylan Gabriel might be able to throw the ball across the middle for <laughs> once. <laughs> I, I feel I, like we've gone a few pods without the redneck voice. I, I, there's going to be a couple of people mad about that. I don't care. I mean, I don't want the guff on the boards about it, but I don't know why people get so upset about that. Um, no, but I mean, I, th- I think that's a legit thing. Like having a tall guy for Dylan Gabriel. Cause I don't, I think because of his size, he doesn't see down the middle of the field as well. So, I mean, no, I think that's a real thing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just go to his, we go to his PFF stats and look and see how many passes he's completed and thrown in the middle of the field this year. Uh, okay. So the recruiting side of it, Josh, I mean, I know the, the Peyton Bowen is the main thing that most people want to know about David Hicks, obviously. Uh, but what's kind of your your read on this? I know last time we talked, you were kind of pushing uh, back against the thought of Hicks ending up in Oklahoma. Uh, where are you this week? It it feels like A and M is solidifying themselves a little bit, but with with A and M, like. It's just so chaotic. Like, I can't – like, I don't trust any of it from week to week. And I know, like, OU fans are like, yeah, it's six and six. Like, yeah, but there's not all this other stuff. Like, A&M, it feels like constantly you're just waiting for that other shoe to fall. And it just – it hasn't yet. And, they're you know, they seem to be riding the ship a little bit. And you kind of wonder, like, well, how are they doing that? And we'll see. I mean, like with, with Hicks, I, I know some people are like, oh, OU's out of it. No, I'm, I'm not ready to say that at all. Like there is too much that can change with that kid and everything moves really fast with him. Um, but if you made me pick right now, I'd probably pick A&M. But like it's close. It, it really is. Um, I know, you know, his um, they had Todd Bates in home on Saturday night. Talked to his dad a little bit about that, you know, just – kind of said, you know, Coach Bates always makes a good impression, you know, kind of was joking around about, you know, Coach, you know, Todd Bates just being a bit of a character. So, um, and I think uh, with Peyton Bowen, I feel very much the opposite. Like, I feel like 
the, there's a lot pointing to Oklahoma right now. You know, I know, um, you know, I, I, you continue to hear reports like, oh, some Notre Dame people feel good and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. At this point, it feels like Notre Dame is basically hanging on to the relationship they have with his mother, which is always important. It always is. But OU fans can probably not count on all their fingers and toes how many times mom was won over and the kid went and did what he wanted to do. And I think that's what this is probably going to look like. Like I, 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 it's from what I can gather, it sounds like mom is becoming okay with the idea of him going to Oklahoma. It may not be what she would choose for him or what exactly what she wants, but it sounds like it's, it's becoming like, okay, uh, th- that's going to be okay with me. Like I like the staff. I know the people, that kind of thing. I think they've done a good job building that bridge with her. Um, I, I cannot get Landon Collins out of my mind when you start talking about moms and all-time mom moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's well, a, truly I, I, an all-time mom moment. I mean, it was fantastic. Sitting in the San Antonio hotel as we watched that unfold was like an unforgettable moment. And I want to be really careful because, like, I don't want to make it sound like that. She's not some like no, I mean, no, 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 no offense, to Landon Collins' mom. She's not some crazy. Didn't she lady. look at like, the camera? And she said, "LSU is number one." Yeah, like, and and she, it was just because she was a huge LSU fan. Yeah. Like, from what I can gather, mom, like, obviously the academics, the you know, the life after college, and all the connections you make being a Notre Dame. Like, I get all that. Like, I, I and I think it's that's what it's school. really yeah. about. I mean, there's no denying yeah, that. Absolutely. If so, I, I go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, if Denton Geyer wasn't still alive in the playoffs, chasing a state championship, and they have a semifinal game against DeSoto coming up this weekend. Would he already be committed? Like, would the flip? I it's it's almost to the point. It's like you're almost doing Notre Dame a disservice. Like, just decommit. Like, get it over with. Yeah, and, and that's and Eddie. It's interesting because I could argue that either way. Because I could say, okay, he does that. Well, then you invite the circus down or sure. whatever. And yeah, at the same I time, I'm like. Are you not almost making it more of a circus by dragging it out like this when everybody knows there's smoke in the air? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's possible he sticks with Notre Dame. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it's possible. And are you making life harder on everybody? Because they all have to deal with the questions. They all have to answer the. I mean, Lord knows Jackson Arnold gets hit up by you know, maybe numerous people, but certainly singular people uh, almost daily about the Peyton Bowen sweepstakes. So I, we'll see. Like I said, I, I, I just, to me, I, there's a part of me that thinks like he's just going to sign with Oklahoma on signing day and not have to explain it. Like, I don't want to mess with this anymore. <laughs> I've done all this. Like I, I'm just done here. Like that, that's almost my feeling now talking to Peyton. I've never like, I feel like he is going to be more direct than that. But at the same time, he's a high school kid, man. Like sometimes they take the easy way out. It's, it's not, he wouldn't be the first. Who was the kid, the defensive lineman that signed with tech? And uh, he was committed uh, to OU the whole time. Yeah. It, I always, he, oh, I always want to say Austin English, but that's not right. No, that's the um, way after Austin English. I, what I, was, the, he, it, was he, was he, he was from somewhere out there, right? It was somewhere out in the Panhandle. I, I he was from. I think he was from Canadian. Yeah, he was from I, Canadian. I think, That's why I'm you're thinking about Texas. I can uh-huh. see him. I can see him, mm-hmm. and I can see the uh, the setup that they had on that day. White guy, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was OU stuff hanging everywhere. Now that's gonna bug me <laughs> because there was like 
there was literally only like there was nobody out there covering it because nobody thought anything was happening. And then all of a sudden you see him like pictures of him start popping up on the internet of him like in a Texas tech hat. And you're like, what the hell just happened? And it, it, I mean that there really was no explanation for any of it. I'm looking, I'm looking at 15, 14, like it's somewhere. Oh my in God, that was it that far back? Where the f*** you at, Bob? You're supposed to know this. Well, I'm trying to think what what year. I mean, I've been doing it since the 2012 class. None of this sounds familiar. Because I remember, like I said, it popped up on Twitter. Like, I mean, so it had to be Cooper Washington. Yeah. He was That's it. He was from Oh, my God. We should have known. We should have known. Yeah, Mulshoe, Texas oh is full of cowards you know the and Q- bitches. You know the QAnon conspiracy we're going to be able to weave out of this? Mulshoe isn't oh, even a real like place. My, Cooper yeah. Washington. That's 100%. God. From Mulshoe. I can't believe it. Holy shit. I can't believe these from, from Mulshoe. So Lincoln probably dicked over OU then too because he probably went to tech because He's of He's probably Lincoln. recruiting him. Yes. He probably probably went in and said that he had the townspeople burn his house down if he didn't commit the didn't switch his commitment. <laughs> and maybe they should have. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, I said probably. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm just uh, no. Wouldn't God damn it! I, I hate it that that wouldn't have worked, but that would not have worked. He was already at East Carolina. Uh-huh. He went to East Carolina in 2010. Well, damn that, it! Don't yeah. let facts get in Two, the way of a good story. This is 2022. Class. Exactly. That's why I was like, I would have remembered that 2000. 11 class. I wasn't doing it. Oh, yet. my God. Was that, So Tommy Tuberville <laughs> recruited him? He fell for Tommy Tuberville's bullshit? Possibly. Because Leach would have been out of there by then, right? Yeah. We ask way too many questions with no answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, sorry to take us off on that tangent. No, that was Cooper beautiful. Washington. That was beautiful. I, I can't believe that we landed all the way back then. But no, like the, the the fact of the matter is, it seems like Peyton Bowen, uh, things are headed in a very positive direction. If they're not already there for Oklahoma, I, that's it is what it is. I mean, obviously Hicks and Bowen yeah. would be the two biggest guys that you could land that aren't committed. But Celia Connor, what Celia else Connor is, is yeah. the other guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they oh, you just finished a what was it in home slash in school visit. And for those that aren't out in recruiting 24-7, explain who Celia Kana is. Uh, Celia Kana is the kind of outside linebacker edge. There's been some talk of him being a cheetah. I don't really see that when I watch him on tape. He looks like a future defensive end to me, but I mean, you know, whatever. Like like I said, the, the cheetah thing, like there's... 74 guys on OU's roster next year that think they're going to be part of the cheetah package. So uh, that, that just seems to be a popular talking point. But um, this uh, outside linebacker edge guy from Utah that Oklahoma has been in on since very early. And frankly, there was always this kind of quiet, like Oklahoma's really engaged here. And a big part of it's been, I, I think Brent Venables has almost been his guy from day one, like Brent has made him a priority has always worked very hard on recruiting to silly. And what I found, and I talked about it in scoop last week when I had heard that Brent was kind of making his way around the West coast. He was going to go see Ashton Sanders and Josiah Wagner, Heath Ozida kind of go that way. Well, I had heard he might go by and see to silly. And like, if you look right now, like 
Brent hasn't done his in-home with DJ Hicks. He hasn't done his in-home with Peyton Bowen. He hasn't, you know, like you go down the list of the major guys they've got left. They're not doing that because you wait until the very end. Wait until, you know, either the guy is committed or you wait until the last possible in-home. And that's when you send in your, your, your big gun, your closer, your head coach. And he went this week. And I'm like, I don't know what that says, but it, it kind of screams confidence to me. Um, now, maybe it's possible it's just a travel thing where that was the only time, but it's a top 100 guy in the country. I don't really believe that OU couldn't find a way to get Brent Venables back out there for, a, for an in-home visit. So, it, And again, like since the summer, there's always been this kind of quiet talk like OU's right there. Like They're really in this thing. They might be the leader. Um, I've heard Blair and Gulo talk some about it, a guy from 24 seven that I respect a lot that has a good relationship there. And he's mentioned the same thing, like some of the stuff I've heard. And it just, it's all very interesting. Um, and like I said, it would be a big, a big win kind of replace some of the Colton Vosick damage a little bit. Another elite edge rusher, uh, big, long athletic guy, uh, kind of, has a relationship. One of the things I thought was interesting was Jonah Lalu tweeting out that, you know, like, oh, we got to get him here. First of all, that there's a little bit more of a relationship there than I understood. And secondarily, I think it's probably indicative of what Jonah's looking at next year. So sure. uh, maybe, you know, Oklahoma gets to keep him around for one more season. So I think there is um, there, there's a chance they're, they're going to land him. Like, I, I think if I bet right now, Kind of like I was saying with Hicks, I'd bet on AM. I think I would bet on Oklahoma at the moment. Here's an interesting transfer portal entry. Washington State linebacker Francisco uh, Mayoiga, go, I, my go, I'll just say it. Uh, in the transfer portal, Maui he's the, Goa. Maui Goa, he's mm-hmm. the older brother of 2023 five star Miami offensive line commit Francis Maui Goa. Is that whatever? Mm hmm. Uh, and just in the last, I hate to interrupt your thought here, Carrie. Josh Ellison has entered the portal. Okay. Very good. So, you know, not, not a nothing loss. I mean, that, he, he's played the some first, football. For yeah, OU, no, but. that's like truly the first one that you go, okay, well, that was a guy that contributed they need defensive yeah. linemen. Yeah. They need defensive linemen. Even like, before the portal. Even before they needed, the portal. That's right. But now, whew. Get your work cut out for you, Todd Bates. I mean, you lost, you know, th- three guys that were supposed to be true freshmen. You're supposed to be developing Alton Tarber, Cedric Roberts, Kevontae Henry. It's, I mean, I'll, I'll put my hand up. Cedric Roberts was, I, I literally went, okay, now who is this? <laughs> I've been that on a couple of portal entries, yeah. But yeah, Josh Ellison's not going to be that way. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they really could use an extra year out of Jordan Kelly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys, it, it's amazing. Like, you look at that defensive line class from last year, there was four guys. Half of them are gone. I mean, in all of your defensive tackles, you've got, uh, well, I guess, depending on how you want to look at Grayson Halton, you got Grayson Halton and R. Mason Thomas. Kevontae mm-hmm. Henry's gone. Tedrick Roberts is gone. No, I'm sorry. Three of the five are gone. I just said this. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, yeah, with Josh's research no, in the I portal. Like, no, like I, 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 Bob, I absolutely heard you. I'm just saying, like, 
that's 60% of your whole D line class. Like that's, that's a stagger. Like I I don't care if you want to say, Oh, those guys weren't great. They weren't whatever. That's a massive, like you can't lose guys like that in year one. That's just that. That goes back to what we said, Josh, about when you try to do a furious close, there's going to be more misses than hits. And yeah, we see that all the time. By the way, uh, I want to remind you guys, dead Soxy, great sponsor of the pod. D E A D S O X Y dot com. Uh, they've, uh, you know, they had the holiday sale going on, but you can still get 25% off uh, if you use the promo code SCOOP. Uh, when you check out, you get 25% off your entire order. Uh, but, you know, we can't say enough about Dead Soxy. You know, uh, the guys that have bought them know uh, it's just a great sock company uh, doing lots of good things and a uh, lot of great selections there the no shows, the boardroom, the uh, athletic, they've got the, the three-pack tie-dyes, what I've got my eye on. I think I'm going to order some of those this week. Uh, but just go to their website, deadsoxy.com. They've been featured in, in just about every, you know, important men's health magazine or men's magazine. Uh, everybody's starting to learn more about these guys, more people starting to wear their socks. Uh, so deadsoxy.com, use that promo code SCOOP, and you'll get 25% off your entire order. Uh, and as always, stay soxy. Um this is something I wanted to talk about this week that I, I find it a little concerning and, and we all like Bill Biedenboe don't like, you know, don't want to say that he does a bad job or anything like that. But is it a little concerning right now with development on the offensive line? Because you're coming off of a year where you had four of your five starters at the end of the year when, when rain went out, they were all transfers. Well, it's a little, and you're already saying, oh, well, Jake Taylor and, J- and Jacob Sexton are, are, are going to be your guys. It's like, okay, so that's your freshman. Where are your sophomores? Where are your juniors? Yeah. This is a leg- legitimate question. It's just, it's, I mean, when you start to talk about this program and development and all that, like, we all like Bill, but, man, he, he's got to be better. I mean, he's got to be better at, at evaluating and developing talent. Like, Anton Harrison, I, I, he gets full credit for. I mean, I think the Wanye Morris thing was back and forth because Bill coaches hard. Like, and I don't think Wanye is a guy that you know responds to that as well. Um, I think Rain will be really good in time, um, but you know he's young still, and I think he's the kind of guy that will take Bill's coaching. But it, I don't know. It just is he young? He's already had three years. Yeah, I, I'm guessing. I'm That's just thinking a- of. You know, that's what you start you thinking. I mean, Creed of, Humphrey was good right from the get-go, yeah. so he's certainly not on that path. But I don't know. I, I don't even know if you feel comfortable talking about this, Josh, but <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, I, I think it's it's an issue that we've got to start talking about. Well, I, my, my biggest issue is, like, some of these extremely talented young guys, like, you've got to find some room for them. And I thought – there were points where this in the year, like when they do the thing where the guys would come out for a series and they'd all go together. Like, okay, like I kind of liked that. Yeah, like, and yeah. they, it was, it was clearly a creative way to try and get some snaps. Cause like we talked about early in the pod, like you weren't getting those opportunities because you weren't beating teams by 40. Like we've all seen, OU do where they get to get those young guys, some reps and some familiarity and like Savion bird, Savion bird. All we heard all summer and, you know, and into the fall was like, this guy might monster. start. Like he's pushing for that left guard job. 
and he was a ghost. Yep. Like you hardly saw him, and now you like have to wonder, like, can OU hang on to him? Because they really need to. Like he needs to be the starting left guard or somewhere along that line next year. Um, I agree with like Bob. Like you feel good about Jake Taylor. You feel good about Jake Sexton. I think those are good young, talented guys. Um, in an ideal world, you're probably not having to start them in year two. Exactly. At least not Sexton, where not only is he at left tackle, but Jake's always been kind of a long, kind of long levered guy. Like that. That you know, you would like a little more time to put some weight on him, get him. You know further along in the weight room, that kind of stuff. Jake Taylor is a right guard. I, I mean, I think everybody knows, like I'm all in on him being a really, really good player. Um, and Tyler Guyton is, I mean, he's got a chance to be Bill's first, first round pick. Like he really does. So I, I think in a lot of ways he's used the portal pretty well, but at the same time, like you're right in that the high school development has not been where it needs to be. Like, I mean, they're like, there's just not enough guys because, I mean, like Marcus Alexander, you bring him in, yep. he's had no role. I mean, Bray Walker's now leaving, and Bray I, – I had questions about Bray, but I sure thought he'd do more than he did at Oklahoma. Um, and it just – you know, and now I will say, like in a case like Andrew Rame, Andrew Rame's a little bit of a tricky situation because his, his issue, kind of like I was talking about with Jake, was always going to be uh, – Jake Sexton – was always going to be strength and power. Like, cause he was a technician. He was very smart. He understood the position, all these great things, but he needed time in the weight room. Well, COVID hits when he enrolls. Okay. So he doesn't really get a normal off season. Okay. Then he hurts his shoulder. Well, then he's hurt his shoulder again. Like he's never had a chance to sit there and be the, the meathead in the gym that just puts on 20 pounds and drinks creatine all day. You know, like there's never been that moment for him. So it's made it hard for him to develop. But, like, I thought this year we saw flashes of Andrew Rain being a pretty good player. Um, so, like I said, I there's, there is a way I can convince myself that OU's line next year is far more talented, but they've got almost no experience. And that's where it gets scary because that's kind of been the hallmark for, for – um, for Bill Beanbow, like his lines, as they have time to play together in gel, they become very good, like nationally elite groups. But when they're kind of mismatched and they're young guys, like it seems like the growing pains at times are pretty extreme. Yeah, they've just had a lot of misses. EJ Noma, o, uh, Ogar, you know, Noah Nelson, what happened there? Aaron Parks, there's times that we forget that he's on the rosters times he's not warming up there are weeks where Aaron Parks is not a part of the group that's actually there and then there's weeks that he 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 is so that you don't have a clue where where he stands you know Marcus Hicks he made the move but I don't know if he's ever going to amount to anything Nate, Nate Anderson just kind of floundering like the the hit the miss ratio of the last three four classes has not been very good Uh, Nate Anderson's one of the ones that, that bo probably bothers me more than any other. Like, because Nate kind of like rain, you know, strength, you, he was a lighter guy. He always was, but like, you knew that you knew he right. was a converted tight end. You knew he was about 255 pounds when he signed with OU. Like, I, I don't know. Like, was this the plan? Like, cause I know, you know, Nate early on 
felt really good about maybe becoming a center at Oklahoma. But now that Oklahoma has no real relationship with his younger brother, Max, who's turning into a pretty good recruit, you're like, there's something missing there. Like, there's some part of the story that I don't have. I don't appreciate your Bill Beatonbow bashing. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. I know. It's just something that was on my mind. Uh, so, anyway, um, outside of all that, I, you, know, I, you know, we're hoping that maybe we get some media access before they go to the bowl game, but... Uh, I know Bob and Eddie will be flying out Christmas evening. Uh, got you the latest flight possible. I don't even want to see that shit show in Orlando on the 26th. That looks terrible. There was like zero flights available. 30th probably won't oh, be Oh, at, at the airport yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, yeah just, that, mm-hmm. no thank you. I would want to get in and out. I think go, flying in there late on Christmas is the best possible time yep. that you could have gotten there. Yep. So, um... Anyway, I know there was a basketball game last night. It wasn't well attended. It was a ended up being a blowout win. Uh, it was at times Somewhat. hard to watch. Very, um, very, very hard to watch. First half. First half. Uh, so, I mean, you come off the loss of Villanova, which I know you declared that you cannot lose that game, and they lost that game. I did. Well, they got they got their their star back, their guy back. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a little more. That might become a real storyline for Nova in their tournament is how they played when the when Whitmore with the team compared to how they did. But Oklahoma State uh, beat the team that beat OU to start the season. We all know Oklahoma State hasn't played very well this year. Uh, so where is this basketball team right now? They get to play Arkansas. Get to play their, best, their biggest game of the season. Get Go to Tulsa Saturday to uh, see it. But, I, I mean, you go back to Tuesday – yeah, Grant Sherfield can cook, as Porter Mojo loves to phrase it. And yeah, he can take over a game. But you shouldn't have to do that against the Ruse. You're going to need that Sherfield against Kansas and against Texas. You shouldn't need it on a midweek non-conference game against UMKC. So that's a little disturbing, but you know. How disappointing has the, the, the usage or development of Jalen Hill been? What do you mean? He's just the he's the same. I mean, guy. I thought he was gonna. I uh, he showed times last year that he was he could be a premier player. And I think right, he's dealing with that hit when he got smacked against Nova and playing with the mask. I'm I'm sure yeah, he wasn't I very he was wearing that comfortable. Mask last I, it's he more, broke his nose. Yeah, it's more the Joe Bamisil type type thing yeah. that you're like, wait a minute, how did you you went from 16 points per game at George Washington to looking like you don't even know how to dribble when you play for five five minutes Tuesday yeah. so there's, there's there's guys and that's what I asked Porter about and Porter keeps reiterating it too I can't lose them I can't lose a CJ Nolan or take a away like I know if they're going through rough patches they can't lose themselves either they have to keep fighting I'll keep fighting with them because we're going to need to be as deep as humanly possible to try to make a run when conference play gets here they need some of those guys to develop and continue to develop but there are a lot of like positives yes. obviously Grant Sherfield's sure been a positive I think Los has been unbelievable he's going to be a really good player Bijan seems like he's starting to be more comfortable with the role that he's been given I mean basically if they could start six guys I think that they would throw <laughs> Bijan out there I listening to Porter talk I, I think he loves how he distributes the basketball but uh, you know, Sam Godwin's been almost a godsend just as far as like what they're getting out of him. Uh, another really positive night last night. Doesn't miss a shot from the floor. Ten points on the night. So, uh, you know, it's it's somewhere in between. It's like the Joe Bamisil thing. I just don't think that he trusts them any. 
Right. And he and, doesn't put him out there, and then he loses confidence, and he doesn't. He, he truly doesn't look like he should be playing basketball. Same with Otega. When he came in with three, three minutes ago, like the first thing he did is like didn't catch the ball, and it led to a fast, a, a fast break going the other way. It's like when guys that are used to being on the court for minutes and minutes, and all of a sudden now they're being shifted to the bench and m- barely even playing, that confidence suffers. And you just sometimes you have to roll with that. You've got to let them work their way out of it too. And that's what I want to see with C.J. Nolan. Because I, I asked about C.J. Monday, and then boom, he's not starting. And it's like, yeah, like he hasn't been playing he up. He shouldn't be, yeah, right Yeah, now. he's not playing up to that level. Well, that's, you know, you can't sulk about that. It's got to be a wake-up call, and it's got to be, you know, to where you force Porter to put you back in that lineup, no matter what Lose is doing, that you're too good in what you've been – because that's what Lose just did. Lose was too good in the minutes that he was he's being – Given in the first couple weeks of the season, he earned the right to be the starter. And one of the uh, two shots that CJ Nolan took last night, he like drove the lane and just missed a layup terribly. Yes. It seemed like that was a very forced possession. Yep. Like, I got the ball in my hands. I need to go do something right now, as opposed to just letting it come to you. And, you know, Lewis has been really good as far as taking a shot when he can get it. But, you know, the way he distributes the ball has been really good as well. Yeah, he had, he had five assists. Yesterday could have had a heck of a lot more. All those shots they missed in the first half, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. Wide open threes, wide open shots, you know, two, three feet away from the basket. They just didn't go. And, you know, they're not going to be able to do that against the Razorbacks and still be in contention come second half. All right. Uh, I know you've you've got – you're up against some stuff, Bob, and I know Josh is probably knocked off now and – I did want to ask Josh. I know a lot of commits coming in this weekend. We know Day is coming in. Is there is anyone else you think maybe surprise official visit or anyone else that would sort of be should be wondering about here? Well, like we've talked about, there's not really that room for um, you know a lot of. There, there's not many visitors left on their board. Like there's just not many guys that haven't already taken their officials. Now I will say. I am told it's po- it's probable. I, I was going to say possible, but it's probable that Keon Brown will be coming in for his official visit. Um, so that's obviously a big one because I think there's been some rumors. Obviously, being a Tallahassee guy, I think there's been some some Coach Prime conversation. You know that kind of stuff. Like, I, and I don't know how valid it is, but there, you know, those rumors people just start connecting dots sometimes. Um, but I'm told he is expected to come in. Uh, you know, I know people have asked, like, well, what about Peyton Bowen? Um, uh, not not Peyton Bowen. Um, uh, I lost my whole train of thought there. But, no. So, Keon Brown should be there as far as, as guys that are unexpected. What's going to be interesting is what they're going to do with portal guys. like Because I am told there won't be a lot of um, – in-home visits over the weekend, like you saw last week, and like I mentioned, David mm-hmm. uh, David Hicks hosting Todd Bates, that kind of stuff. It kind of sounds like it's going to be all hands on deck this weekend. And while it's a good weekend, you've really only got one uncommitted guy confirmed coming in this weekend. So it makes you think, like, you would assume Desan McCullough will probably come in with his brother. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, and you wonder about some of these other portal guys. Now, I know, like, um, Dante Cephas is expected to be at Penn State. I haven't heard a lot of names yet, like of guys that will be in, but there's definitely a possibility of some portal guys coming in this weekend as well. So 
it, it feels like a little bit, like I said, like an all hands on deck kind of situation. So we'll watch and see what happens, but there's just not many guys that haven't already used their official visits. And some of the ones that, that might, you know, are either still playing or they have a visit set up. Now, what I will say is Khalil Barnes, uh, the defensive back that it was down to OU uh, Clemson and Notre Dame. I talked to him this morning he informed me that he will not be visiting Oklahoma this weekend or next, which, okay. you know, <laughs> pretty, yeah, the writing's pretty much on the wall there. Uh, so we will, you know, I, I, everybody's kind of expected that to be Notre Dame for a little, uh, excuse me, for Clemson for a little mm-hmm. while. So I think that's what you're going to see play out. A uh, kid from Georgia, good player. I like him a lot on tape. I'm a little surprised OU didn't press a little harder, but it makes me wonder, you know, kind of A, what they're thinking with C.J. Colden, Jaden Davis, some of the guys that could come back, maybe those are a little more optimistic scenarios. Than, and when they got involved with him, they weren't sure. And now they're kind of seeing, okay, yeah, those guys are probably going to be back for his next year. You think about Coach Prime. <laughs> half of me wants it what? to succeed and be like the show that everybody thinks it is. The other half of me wants to see it fail, not just miserably, Burned but the like – Maybe people like get arrested by the, by the end of it all. <laughs> my, like like my federal. I, I find him to be quite insufferable, but I also yes am highly highly entertained by Deion Sanders at the same time. At some point, like you can say all this, like oh he's doing like he he was you know he was going to build build up HBCUs and that sort of stuff. Like at some point, he's shown you who he is. Like he's he's going to do what's best for him, and that's fine. Like, but the people that choose to let themselves keep getting played, that's on you. That's not on him. Like, if you're going to believe that he's out for you and everybody, stop. That's not what it's about. There's like, no cause tr- bigger than his wallet. Yes, and that's fine. Like, that's maybe like, not I'm even not his wallet, just like that. people knowing that it's Dion. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of nepotism there. A hundred percent. Like, and because he's Dion, he doesn't get called on all that Narcissism crap. Narcissism like, is what I meant. Yeah, not sure. nepotism. I don't know why uh, I said nepotism. I don't know. He did bring in a son, so <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's nepotism, there's that. too. <laughs> well, one of them, the other one, he's like, the other one, I'm kind of mad. I'm like, dang, like, that's your kid, man. Like, I, I get if you're mad, but, like, you're going to air your laundry in the press conference? I don't know about all that. Uh, I mean, you know, because I always talk glowingly about my children here on the well, podcast, so maybe I have no room to talk we'll, anything. We'll here's, see how uh, here's, Morgan Pearson does there. Here's where I think it gets tricky with him. Is Portal is he is, you know, he's trying to make this also like a media company around him. Like, and if he's playing it up for the cameras all the time and the players can see through the bullshit and they don't feel like he's genuine, like, it can, it has a chance of going really, really wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like I said, I don't see any way. To me, he's either playing for the Pac-12 title in three years or he's fired. Like, that. that's, like, I think it's going to be that extreme one way or the other. I don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, I love he had his offensive five coordinator star, hire. Like, he's made some good hires. He had a five-star at a, at an HBCU. I mean, that's like yep. That's like if you had a five-star at, at North Dakota State. I, I don't even know if that's right. It's more like – it'd be more like UCO. I mean – Well, the fact yep. that he stole away from Florida State, it was just – it was incredible at the time. Yeah, he yes, stole away from Florida But, but like oh. – he school. was winning not because he was you know had genius coaches and schemes he had better talent than everybody else in that in that in that division whatever you want to call it the, i mean the the swack is a bad 
conference to begin. Like it, it is underfunded. I like a lot of the things that he went in saying he was going to fix need to be fixed. Like he's not wrong about that. Like there's, there is a lot of bad management within that conference. There's no question about it. But at the same time, like you're right, Kerry, like you get four or five players that are Alabama bounce backs or Auburn bounce backs that would never have played in that level they would never have played in that conference if it wasn't for Dion being the head coach. It masks a lot of stuff. Like it makes up for a lot of shortcomings when your talent is just so far beyond what anybody else has. I mean, the, 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 like you're not. He's his tenth best player is probably miles better than anybody else in the league. Like that's. Yep. Mm-hmm. You should be killing yep. everybody. You should be running away from everybody. When you go to Colorado and you start taking ULM bounce backs to be your starting offensive line, it ain't going to play the same. No. Like Oregon's going to kick you in the face. Utah's not putting up with any of that crap. Like the, the, so I, I it's going to be interesting. Like I, I see arguments either way. Cause I mean, he is clearly a special recruiter. Like, I mean, and some of it's just namesake. I get that. But, man, it doesn't matter how you get him there. You just get him there. And he does a hell of a job with it. I mean, look, it, it, it could be kind of a – I think his ceiling is like Lincoln Riley. Like, you might have yeah. some of the best players in the country, but there's always going to be something about your something team missing. lacking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that's offensive yep. line, defense, you know, defensive line and pass rush. There's, there's, he's got to prove that he can build a, a team capable of winning a conference championship. Because he's but going up guys, against people I mean, like it's the su- Alabamas of the world that are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars. Sure. Is there any question that he's absolutely the best hire Colorado could have ever hoped for? Yeah, with I mean, who because who wanted that job? Unless yes. he made a dramatic hire. I, guys, I, we're a we're a it's a Oklahoma podcast talking Colorado football. Sure. Like <laughs> Oh, I I the just, free advertising yeah. is insane. I I mean I find that interesting just as much I find the like the Kenny Will, uh, Dillingham stuff at Arizona State and what he's trying to do putting together his staff with uh, Brian Carrington and Rashad Samples like yeah. those motherfuckers are going to cheat their ass off out there and nobody's going to say anything we've already seen that Arizona State doesn't care about cheating to a certain extent no, they Arizona got away State with, can get you in yeah like the standards yeah. to get into Arizona State it's like do you do math well just not occasionally okay you can get in I mean it's the Biggest party school in America for sure. a reason. Dumb, hot girls everywhere. I think they're just whores. <laughs> I think that's just what it is. <laughs> it's like Texas Tech, but sunnier. Somebody's listening to this while he's like signing his daughter's tuition check to Arizona <laughs> State, and he is pissed right now. Well, that, sir, I got some bad news. Your daughter's probably over. Isn't that where... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that where the uh, Girls Gone Wild felon started out? Oh, Joe Francis? Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it was at Arizona no. State. That wouldn't surprise me at all. He's now on the it run. It makes all apparently. the sense in the world. Yeah, I think he's in... Uh, I actually think he's out of prison right now, but I don't know that for a fact. Don't keep up with Joe oh, Francis. Oh, he is a USC anymore. alum. Oh, oh, is he really? Nice. Why don't they put him on mm-hmm. a flyer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that Baker's out, now that Baker's out in LA, do you think Link is going to try and like get him to come by? I'm sure. Talk to the the team and stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure he will. 
Do you feel like, I feel like Baker would do it so long as there was no cameras on him. Like, don't show me here. Like, don't, like, I'll do it because I got respect for you, but we're not doing a promo for USC. I don't, I think he's smart enough not to do it. I mean, he's got a, he's got a healthy future just being an OU hero. Like, yeah, he's got a statue on campus now. Like, no matter what happens to him and Kyler and the pros, they're always going to be legends here. Yeah. And everybody wears Baker's jerseys still. Like, you go sure. to the game. Oh, I think he's there's, he's... there's more Baker jerseys than anything else. Of the recent, you know, quote-unquote era, he's the most beloved. Yeah. I think, you know, for, like, my age people, it might have been Sam for a long time. Uh, but Baker is definitely kind of taking the mantle as, I think, most beloved sooner right now. There's There's no doubt. All right, I know Bob's got to get out of here, uh, so uh, we will uh, bring it to. We're not blaming Bob for ending the podcast. Oh, I am. I have. Pl- I had plenty <laughs> more to plenty get more into. To get- <laughs> I was ready for forty-five more minutes, but Bob ruined everything. Okay, just so going to talk recruiting. That's what I'm here for. Portal. No, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens here over the next couple of weeks. It it's, and then you build up into the bowl game, and obviously, like, I don't know. Right now, I kind of think they're going to get their ass kicked. I don't know what really they they have but we'll see yeah i mean and we got to find out what florida state you know their numbers are gonna look i mean you i don't think, think snoop menace is going to uh steal any <laughs> shoes in between now and then <laughs> so yeah i mean it's every program's facing it and everybody's getting you know hit in some way so but like you said we started the show josh i mean mike norvell's doing a great job there He's kind of yep. changed, turned things around. They're they're on the ups. under the radar a little bit. Yeah, like nine and three. It's like I, Florida State, damn near ma- would have made the twelve team playoff. Yeah, they would. I mean, close. it's crazy to talk about it like that because they were dead for so long. But they, they, they were Clemson, they were four and three, and they lost the only three games that people cared about. Sure. in the middle of that fair. season because then fair. going down the stretch, like all right, they just I can't remember. Didn't Clemson yeah. kind of have an easy time with them? Uh, they beat him by three, I believe. Oh, was that it? I okay. think so. Was it? Okay. Yeah, if I remember right, Clemson got up early, and then uh, and Florida State pulled it back and made it pretty interesting at the end. But it was, I want to say it was like twenty-seven, twenty-one, or somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, let me, I'm at thirty-four, twenty-eight. I mean, yeah, what I would so. not want to be doing right now is, you know, being responsible for the Clemson fan base because they essentially threw away a season so that Dabo didn't have to bench his five-star quarterback. And. You know, he's never benched a decent starter to bring on a super talented young guy and had any success with that. So I don't know why he would look into that track record at all. Like, you'd get it if, like, he'd been burned by it before. But I'm like, this has worked for you. What are you doing? Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, We will be back again next week, if not sooner, if something major big happens. Uh, That could always be the case. So. Uh, stay tuned. Just keep checking the uh, website, Crimson Corner, uh, Soonerscoopstore.com. Uh, go check it out. Uh, we're going to try and get up some stuff here uh, s- this week for you guys if you were looking for some Christmas deals. So I've been working on that the last couple of days. Uh, Eddie is uh, just raking in his thousands as we speak. Um, so uh, appreciate you uh, purchasing uh, all the stuff in the store. It's all going Keep to heroin. That. I'm into heroin right now for the <laughs> holiday season. <laughs> so that's going to do it. We'll be back uh, ne- again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from SoonerScoop.com. <laughs>